cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. You make me a mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello and welcome to Gotham City Limits, the internet's premier podcast for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, and I'm Em, and that's Autumn. Hi, it's Batman time. It's Batman time. Boy, is it Batman time. <laughs> Had a had a bad Batman experience this week. I that's not a... true. I watched the, I watched the new Titans that came out last week. Uh, there's a new one this week, I guess, because it's it's the second when we record. Um, and uh, Titans was good. That's the one bright spot in a Batman world. <laughs> uh, I think I had a similar bad Batman experience. Um, be- before we get to that, I will say that I watched the episode of. Um, Justice League that you talked about on the last episode, that oh, shit's yeah, Apple great. Art, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I won't like get into it, but that was a really fucking good episode. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for the day we just get to talk about Justice League, which is a great show that does a lot of weird shit that's worth getting it. I mean, the part where they just made movies for two seasons, incredible. Yeah. What if the you gall. get a TV show that was just making movies? Yeah. Um, um, but I guess that is like another good bright spot of Batman. That's a better bright spot than Titans season three, episode five or whatever. I don't remember which one it was. <laughs> uh, they've made me care about Jason Todd, which as Red Hood, which I didn't think was possible. So, you know, okay. Titans doing the work. Hell yeah. Um, they had, I'm, I'm just gonna, they had, this episode was mostly flashback, cause, uh, this whole season's been about, uh, Red Hood and Nightwing, like, fighting for who's gonna be the person to take up Batman's legacy, cause Bruce skipped town after pre- killing the Joker, I guess, is what mm. happened, but, but in a way where it's, it, it could be that he didn't actually do that. <laughs> Not to, not not determined yet, <laughs> um, but they get to the point where like you, you know Red Hood is Red Hood, um, which has a very convoluted origin in this uh, show, um, which I will not. It has nothing to do with like. Uh, I actually don't know how the comics play it, but it has nothing to do with Raja Ghoul because, uh, but it does have stuff to do with Lazarus Pits because fucking Lazarus Pits. Um, which we'll get to in this show inexplicably. Uh, but he becomes Red Hood, and then it opens with him, like, getting, like, fighting a criminal, and it, like, does the bit from Batman 89 where they first see, or the criminal first sees Batman. He's like, I need, I want you to tell your friends about me. And then he's like, who are you? And then when he, when it's, she should say, like, you know, originally the line's like, I'm Batman. He just shoots the guy in the head and goes, never mind. I'll tell him myself. And I'm like, that's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> uh, I don't hate it. Um, uh, speaking of the Lazarus Pits being in Batman the Animated Series, this is just a dumb little thing. This week, I started getting recommendations in my YouTube for, like, 
10 most, like, fucked up episodes of uh, DC Animated Universe shows, you know, 12 mm. saddest endings to, like, characters in the DC Animated Universe. And I always thought of Justice League Unlimited as where it gets into the weird DC shit in those shows. And I watched a couple of those videos, like, oh, no, it starts in Batman. Like, <laughs> they hit the ground running with all this shit. Yes. Um... <laughs> There's, like, more in this show specifically than I remembered there being as far as, like, I don't know, just, like, deep cuts, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah, it takes some time, but we definitely will get there. So, that's exciting. Yeah. All right, I continued reading the Grant Morrison Batman. I finished The Resurrection of Ra's al Ghul. Uh, which is a seven-part series. It wasn't just Grant Morrison. It involved all of the running Bat books. So it was Robin, Nightwing, Detective, and mm -hmm. Batman. And you remember a couple weeks ago, and I was like, it's incredible that they just introduced Damien, and like he's a recurring character. They didn't just like brush him aside with, like, ah, look at this kid. Isn't he great? <laughs> this is what happens at the end of The Resurrection of Ra's al Ghul. Uh, th there's like a whole... It, Ra's al Ghul's back, but he's in a body that's decaying, uh, so he wants to transfer his consciousness into Damien. Uh, everyone's trying to stop that. Meanwhile, Damien and Tim are like literally coming to blows. Uh, Tim also wants to get a hold of the Lazarus Pit material to like resurrect his dad and Stephanie Brown, who's dead right now. I don't remember Stephanie Brown being dead, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, um, it's just a mess and it ends with like, Talia's like, ah, oh, I will take the child and runs away with him to protect him from Roz. And they're like, all of the, the Bat Boys and Batman are in the plane on Christmas flying back from, uh, like nebulous Middle East or whatever, uh, being like, Merry Christmas. The real family's here. Fuck that little kid. Nobody likes him. And I'm like, he's going to be back in like 10 issues and like, we'll never leave again. <laughs> <laughs> but they definitely just like brush them aside like we're not dealing with that now damien's gone and then immediately batman goes into this like where it was it, where it was like left off when this event happened which was a story about like these three batmen that are like the ghosts of bat batmans yeah. that could have been that have been like haunting batman it turns out they were like weird cop experiments yeah. uh to like replace batman if something happened to him and this was all this is all fucking terrible and it, it ends on this incredible four page sequence and i say incredible in like the most derogatory way possible <laughs> where batman gets shot with an explosive round in the chest and that's where the armor is that's always the gimmick where like that's why he has the bat symbol because that's the most heavily armored part of the suit he wants people shoot him there um but um it does enough damage that it causes him to have a heart attack and he has like this memory resurface of a thing that happened that you know grant morrison's making up out of a whole cloth because that's the whole thing is like actually 10 years ago batman did this thing that ties into some books that you might remember mm -hmm. um and he uh not only does he have the vision of the bat like you know the original batman origin come through the window but as he's doing that he's he's writing out zurinar in like in like how do you like some green goop that he's got dealing uh, and batman's the batman of zuranar is like a like a silver age story about a weird batman from space uh that is like batman but goofy that will continue to recur if we get to brave and the bold ba the batman of zuranar is in that and that's a cool batman in, in okay. that particular okay. thing um because they do they're willing to do interesting stuff with it and then as he's like as he goes, like, his heart stops for four minutes and he's, like, legally dead, Batmite shows up. But it's, like, the most god-awful Batmite. And Batmite, if you don't know, is the Batman version of Mr. Mixelplick, which is a 
Superman villain who's like yeah. a guy from a alternate dimension who's just what if what if Q from Star Trek was just a funny little guy but in the in a way that sucks like inexplicably all the time I fucking hate it <sighs> because comic writers don't know how to write these kind of characters is ultimately what it is <laughs> so I also read this stuff and yeah I uh had so I had been enjoying Grant Morrison Batman stuff more or less, um, and like I have heard for years and years that oh Batman R I P is so good Batman R I P is like the best Batman shit ever Batman R I P blah is, blah blah. Uh, I, for the record, this uh, is this is the lead up to Batman R I P, and then I read the first two issues of Batman R I P. I hopefully will finish by the end of um, yeah. This. But then I have to then I have to think about reading Final Crisis. So you know. <laughs> Um, I know some of the plot points of, uh, Final Crisis, and I will just, like, refresh myself on Wikipedia and not read that, because I have only so many hours of my life. Um, yeah, I think I maybe, I maybe three issues into Batman R.I.P. I haven't finished it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish Grant Morrison would fucking explain themselves just once, because it's just been, like, six issues in a row where I cannot understand what's happening because I don't give a shit about 60s Batman comics, and I want someone to just tell me what's going on, and he refuses. <laughs> they refuse, and it's fucking annoying, and the art is terrible, and it's, like, so masturbatory about, like, oh, this is what it means to be Batman, and, like, what is it? Yes. What is Batman when you take Bruce out of the equation, and it's... But I, it's masturbatory in a way that I just literally don't understand because it is just yes. Grant Morrison patting himself on the back for having read more books than I have, and I don't fucking care. <laughs> the the opening of Batman R.I.P. It's like ah, the new vision of Grant Morrison's epic Batman R.I.P. And you open to the first page, and it's a splash screen of Batman and Robin of Batman going, "Batman will never die." Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, well, I guess they just lied to me about what the book is. Then you turn the page, and it's like six like six weeks earlier. And I know that this is Dick Bats and Damien, right? Like that's what these flashes of mm -hmm. um but then it gets into the story. What's going on right now is Jezebel Jet is like a, a fancy lady. She's like a rich lady. Uh, her dad was killed. Um, the implication is like, so she's like a black woman who's, it, it seems like she was like part of like war torn African nations is her thing, right? Like her dad was shot and she decided to like become an entrepreneur. And her whole thing is to go out and actually help people in, in Africa, but in the most like I've got money and paternalism kind of way possible. Um, because she just throws a bunch of lavish parties and like charities and, and stuff. Um, and it's, it, the comic posits this as categorically the argument that people want Bruce Wayne to be doing, which is like Bruce Wayne should use money to help people, mm -hmm. but only through the framework of like neoliberal action, because yes. why do anything? Yeah. Um, and, and Bruce has been in like this relationship with her and she sees through, uh, Bruce Wayne is like the, the front and she's like, I know that there's a person in there. Please show it to me and figures out that he's Batman because of a terrible issue with the worst art I've ever seen of Batman, of Bruce as like a, a Frank Miller Sin City man beating some guys up yes. is what happens in that issue. It's fucking terrible. Um, and, uh, so the, he, he tells her that he's Batman and she's like, and then there's a whole sequence where he takes her down the cave and she looks at it and she's like, what is this shit? You're supposed to be helping people. You've got like a museum here. You've got like, you know, like blood splattered bat, like Robin costumes. Like what is this like weird, dark, like circus museum that you keep under your house? 
you're like you're you're in your thirties. Mm. Stop it, knock it off. Be an adult. Do something that's good. Um and then Bruce has like this whole introspection. He's like, is this is this true? Am I just wasting my time? Is Batman a misplaced energy that only causes people harm? Which is like all the arguments people put on Batman. If you're yeah. if you're like not into Batman or you want to critique it, you're like all these things. But Grant Morrison is taking this as an art like this becomes every fucking like frat comedy's girlfriend nagging him to grow up like thing where he's like, no, I need to find the balance where like maybe she's got some valid points, but she's just harshing my buzz, man. I'm going to be Batman because it's a Batman right. comic. It will end with Batman is good. <laughs> right. And her saying this to him, I thought was like a interesting character moment. And then his reaction to it, I was like, oh, we're not going to follow up on that in any sort of interesting way. Like, having someone, like, walk into Batman's life and be like, this is weird, I think is, like, a totally fine, um, like, an interesting premise. It was just that, like, knowing that, like, man, I, I just don't think that Batman should ever doubt himself on some level. Uh, uh, I don't know. None of, it, none of it works for me after, like, two pages. I was, like, two pages I liked, and then it just fall totally fell apart for me. <laughs> yeah. Um... And also, all this is wrapped around Batman's, like, hallucinogenic experiences 10 years ago that were now very important to him. Um, that might be that, like, this is the long play of, what is it, like, the Black Glove, which yes. is, like, people who are trying to destroy him, uh, that have the ability to, like, thwart him and every t There's, like, a fake Hush guy named Dr. Hurt. Is this mm -hmm. just actually Hush? I don't actually know anything about this character. <laughs> this is not Hush. I, okay. I believe I know who this character is. I won't give it away. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, it's just like, because they, they have like, basically like the, these characters like stepped out of the prisoner in terms of their ability to like warp reality around them. And thus Batman's doubt casts the whole comic in like an experience of like Grant Morrison's chaos magic, like theorizing about like the nature of reality bullshit, but that doesn't work when fundamentally you're, this is like a psychological story about does Bruce Wayne still want to be Batman and is Batman good? And if everything is like coached in unreality and like hallucinations and layers of like Batmite is there and the three Batman were they Batman were they ghosts or are they cops or are they the same thing and all this stuff on top of each other. And also it's just constantly throwing references to things you might remember if you're a Batman diehard. Uh, it all just collapses under the weight of like too much shit going on that doesn't matter. Write a character yes. having a, a conflict. Yes. <laughs> Tell me a story, a normal story. <laughs> yeah, because the the stuff in um, like the stuff in Grant Morrison's comics, generally speaking, that I like is when it is driven by characters. Um, and I I think there's stuff about you know. Like, what does it mean to be a comic book character? What is this, you know, sort of, like, weighty symbolism that these characters carry around around Carl Slur? I think it's interesting sometimes, but sometimes it just, like, absolutely, like, overtakes everything happening in the story in a really fucking obnoxious way. And it just... I would like to understand what's happening. I don't... Un I do not understand what's happening for the most part right now, and... It sucks. It's not, like, something that I want to keep reading, you know? Um, like, one... Um, one Grant Morrison comic that I do really like uh, is called Claws. Um, it is a six-issue miniseries that is sort of like... Sort of like a Batman Year One, but for, like, a metal Santa Claus character, basically. That's the pitch okay. on it. 
And it's a really good book because it's kind of like, what does it mean to be Santa Claus? Um, what does it mean to be like a cool guy on a metal album cover? Um, and then it's like done in six issues. And then he they, they've been following it up every year with like little one shot series. And like the very first one shot is um, about like, Coca-Cola has, like, a fake Coca-Cola brand has, like, turned a ca- town into permanent Christmas, and there's an evil Santa Claus from the dark multiverse who's, like, take used this uh, American Coca-Cola branding to, like, take over the town. And I'm like, I fuck all this! I liked it when it was a story about a guy cutting dudes in half. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't... I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. Um, otherwise, it introduced the, like the david bowie joker hasn't done anything yet so i have no opinion other than like it's a neat look but i as we've talked about i'm just kind of sick of the joker so i hope there's like something to this that isn't Mm. just it's the joker but he's now more dangerous because like on some level even though this isn't like actually what that comic is referencing this reminds me of the uh the dark knight uh, returns joker which is like almost like a like a you know 80s evangelical tv presenter joker mm-hmm. which is very different than david actually it's not that different than certain types of david bowie like it's meant to all be <laughs> of a type right like, like right. a media presence like persona um and i just uh hope that there's something to it we'll see yeah and then i gotta read final crisis so i'm gonna come in here probably in two weeks would be my guess to be like i read final crisis uh haven't read like <laughs> i've read i think i read crisis on infinite others way back in the day um don't really remember it uh anti-monitor right is that yeah that's crisis that's on infinite yeah <laughs> you know um, i haven't read it but yeah uh and then final crisis there's like there's a there's one bet- between those right final crisis is not the second crisis yeah, there's cr- Infinite Crisis in the 90s, yes. I want to say. Yes, Infinite Crisis. And then Final Crisis. And then um, 52 is like its own kind of crisis, right? Or is that after cri- Final uh, Crisis? Is that the book after Final Crisis? Because there, there's also... Uh, I don't know. Um, there's the there's the thing that reboots okay. between... Okay, here we go. Main, main crisis events. Thank okay. you, Wikipedia. Crisis on Infinite Earths, Zero Hour Crisis in Time, which I don't remember that one at all. Um, Infinite Crisis, Final Crisis, Flashpoint, uh, which, yep, that's and that creates the New 52. Then Convergence, which is the end of the New 52 stuff. Um, and then Dark Knight's Metal and Dark Knight's Death Metal? Yes. Which is and the... then non-related, non-related crisis events, Identity Crisis, and Heroes in Crisis. Um, all I know about Dark Knight's metal and death metal is that, um, like, Scott Snyder was, like, the guy who started writing Batman, um, in the New 52, and people love him, and, um, Dark Knight's metal and death metal is sort of, like, him being, like, what if I got to do a crisis event? Um, and... People seem to enjoy it, but it does not seem like a thing I would enjoy in any way. So yeah, the people who enjoy it enjoy it because everything, even the people who like it, say that it's profoundly stupid. Yes, um, and that's yes. just not necessarily what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, like I've I've heard events described from it as like, oh, I guess if you are into like the goofy shit, like that sounds like fun. Um, you know, but it just didn't sound like it was a thing for me. So. Yep. Um. But yeah, is that all? Yeah. Is that all for the Grant Morrison minute? Yeah, I just wish that uh, they didn't 
aggravate me so much, but they do. The thing is, if <laughs> if if I just thought their books were bad, like straight up bad, I wouldn't care. The problem is when they're not being like this, I think they do good work. I think they have like interesting takes on characters. I think like when it's just people interacting, I'm like I'm like here for it. But it's always on this sheen of like we have to we have to just stack things up. This is why like I don't really like uh, All Star Superman. I think it's too bloated with this stuff. But like when the when it's when it gets out of its own way and is just about like the ideas of Superman and how people respond to him as a character and why he's important, it's like some of the greatest pages on earth. It's just sandwiched between bullshit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about Batman in the Animated Series? Yeah, sure. Uh, our episode this week Christ. is It's Never Too Late. Uh, teleplay by uh, Garen Wolf, uh, story by Tom Ruger, directed by Boyd Kirkland. This came out September 10th, 1992. Give me the five-sentence summary of It's Never Too Late. I feel like doing a five-sentence summary of this it will be harder than the two-parter from last week. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. So... There is a gang war in Gotham um, between Arnold Stromwell and Rupert Thorne, who we met last week. Uh, and um, Batman wants to put a stop to it. One sentence. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of fucked up the second clause there. Uh, <laughs> sentence two. Um uh, Stromwell's kid is missing, and so he arranges a meeting with Thorne, um, who he believes has kidnapped his kid. Uh, but Thorne asserts, no, I did not do that. Um, sentence three. Thorne blows up the diner they were meeting in, um, but Stromwell is saved by Batman, who takes Stromwell to a rehab center so he can see that his son wasn't kidnapped. His son was uh, in, like a hospital for like drug addicts and Batman is like, you should stop selling drugs in Gotham because this is what happens. Um, but black dynamite, I sell drugs in the black community. <laughs> <laughs> Sentence four. uh, Stromwell, uh, insists that he, he will continue selling drugs. He doesn't care. Um, and he runs away, and he, they end up at a train track somehow, and he remembers, we've been getting glimpses of this throughout the episode, but he remembers a time when he was a kid, and him and his brother were playing on the train tracks, and, um, his brother, uh, saved him, but he lost his leg while doing so. Uh, sentence five, um, his brother, who is now a, like, Catholic priest, shows up at the train track, uh, at, at, at Batman's behest. Batman gets him to show up, uh, and convinces him, uh, convinces Stromwell to, like, turn away from this life of crime and toward the Lord, and, um, uh, Stromwell, like, uh, you know, confesses everything to Gordon and takes down, uh, you know, his whole crime organization in Gotham. Um, that summary is a little um, disjointed, I feel like. Not half as disjointed as this episode is, as it swings back and forth between, like, A, B, and C plots that come together in a really dumb way at the end. <laughs> 
uh, remember, like, oh, the Harvey Dent episode, like, implies the kind of, like, gang warfare that defined Batman Year One. It's in, like, Gotham, blah, blah, blah. This is that, but, like, done in the worst version of itself. Yeah. It's like... It's like, ah, uh, in the fallout of a gang war we don't get to see, that's not interesting, uh, the boring guy who lost and the, the cool guy who's going to continue being the, the one gangster in Gotham City, uh, are at odds, and Batman decides not to do any Batman things, but to hang around the loser of the gang war and, like, guilt him about all of his life choices, as if it's, uh, it's a wonderful life, suddenly. Right. This is, this is the version of, at the beginning, that Christmas episode, isn't it, it, the whole thing is like Bruce hasn't seen It's a Wonderful Life. Well, he's seen it now. He sat down with Dick Grayson and watched <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life, and now he's like, Batman can be many things. I will also be an angel who helps people re- resolve their personal problems. <laughs> Batman shows up in um a church at some point and is like, Father, I need you to do something for me tonight. And hearing Batman just say the words Father, it was like, this is not Batman to me. This is uh, what is happening. <laughs> and I remember, I remembered that I didn't like this episode. I I did not remember the extent to which this episode is fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, but not like not like interesting weird. No. It's just kind of like what is? Why are we? Why are we involved in like the backstory of a bad Scorsese film that suddenly has Batman show up to like work it out? Like he's like, ah, oh, you know, I, I the guilt that drove me when I was a young lad who wanted to own this city, um, and it caused me to be selfish and hurt the people I loved. And now it's fifty years later, and I'm still living that life, and I can't believe this is who I am. Why is it Batman who swings in and is like, actually, you could love the ones you have right now? <laughs> But, like, in the most, like, like foreboding Catholic way possible. Yes, because, like, don't forget that this is also tied up in a PSA about how drugs are bad. <laughs> because Drugs this are is, bad. This is a children's cartoon, um, and it's just... It, this episode's doing too much. Um, but also, like, nothing happens. Nothing, nothing happens. happens in this episode. Nothing happens. You, like... There was a moment that I laughed out loud because early on they show you the flashback of um, Stromwell and his brother at the um, um, train tracks. And the first time you see it, um, they the the people making the show let you believe that like that child died. <laughs> yes, um, it becomes both because I'd seen it before and because um, like you know, I know how shows work. It becomes very clear very quickly that even though they're not going to tell you to the end, um, that, uh, priest is Stromwell's brother. Um, but like you see the flashback like three times and each time they reveal a bit more. And it just, to me is like, why did we see this three times? It's because you didn't have very much story to tell. Is it because the script just sucked, but you had to like, (laughs) You were just going to do it, you know, because that's what it seems like to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But also it's weird because like this episode ends up casting Stromwell as this like, like this aspirational character almost like he, he like this is the this is crazy thing. Like, he was he grew up poor and he was just a kid from the block and he wanted Gotham to be big. He wanted Gotham that would accept a guy like him who was like a kid. Uh, there's like real like 
you know, like last cent, like uh, 19th century immigrant energy to this whole thing, right? Yeah. Even though it's not about that in any way. Um, and th- he's going to build up from nothing. He's going to own Gotham. And Gotham's like a city, even in the flashbacks, that sucks. Like this is, you know, this is not too far off from the Gotham where Thomas and Martha Wayne get gunned down the street. And because no one's doing anything about crime in Gotham City, like Batman is predicated on Gotham was always a bad city. Um, and so his his goal to like you know rise up and change Gotham into something that could support someone like you know people like him is cast like almost in like this like it was noble until it went too far story it's like ah he he gained the world but he lost his son because the the drugs he makes are the same drugs his son is hooked on and I'm like this is this is a this is like a bad crime film like story this is like the second act before the cops gun down the guy after he turns nasty right like right um. And I just don't understand why this glamorization of like mafioso guys is in a Batman story. Cause like yeah. Batman is fundamentally opposed to the idea that there is such a thing as cool criminals that we can identify, that we should identify with and see as like sympathetic characters. Um, and like Thorne exists in like a much more normal way where like that guy, he is often charismatic and fun, but he sucks. There's nothing yeah. redeeming about him. Um, but this guy only because he's already lost the gang war. He's like caused the deaths of countless people. His son's hooked on drugs. He's like the rest of the community. Like he's put those drugs out on the streets. People have taken them. People have probably died. People are hooked on them. People are going to jail. War on drugs exists. I'm sure in the Batman universe. How does it not? Right. Um, and yet he's given like this space to be like forgiven because his personal life sucks. And I'm like, what are <laughs> Batman should punch this guy? <laughs> that's what Batman's about. It's about like a very childish form of justice because that's what the stories are. Right. Because like the only reason that the only reason that Batman should be like saving this guy from um like the bomb diner is so that he can get him to roll on his entire organization. There yes. are a lot of more Batman ways to uh, get him to do that. Um, like, <laughs> um, we, we see it all the time in, like, millions of Batman stories. He just punches them. He just punches yes. them. Um, this episode is also weird because it opens on um, Gordon on TV saying, we have a, you know, just a gang war and, the you know, these two crime bosses and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Gordon... If you know it's these two guys, and you are confident going on TV saying, like, you know, they're the crime bosses, shouldn't you arrest them? <laughs> I I don't understand, like, the whole premise of, like, any of it. What is Gordon doing in the, to stop any of this? Um, uh, waiting for Batman to deliver him a mob boss who will confess to everything. <laughs> I, I just like it better when like Batman and Gordon like work together than like this sort of incompetent guy who's going to go on TV and talk about what's happening and then just wait for Batman to solve it for him. Yeah. It, and also the the vision of what solving it is is like this moralistic yeah. like you know spe- very special episode PG version of Batman that's like it's fine I guess like to do that but like that's not what the show has been so far and it's not what the show will continue to be no. so it just feels very incongruous with the character like this is like this is like the last three minutes of Super Friends Batman like what are we like who is this guy Yeah this this guy this Batman like 
ends the episode standing on a roof, looking down at, like, the good deed he's done, and then he, like, turns back and, like, looks at, you know, um, the big cathedral in town, and, like, what? (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea. It's just very confusing. Uh, and, and, and it's just not a good episode. It's just not a good episode. (laughs) Also, like, um, I, I, oh, go ahead. Also, just more dumb stuff about this whole premise. Um, they characterize um, Stromwell as like the old guy who's like been a crime boss in Gotham forever, and Thorne as like the young upstart. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Thorne has like white hair because he's an old guy. <laughs> Thorne Thorn has white hair because he's cool, not because he's old. He's old. I don't know what you are. Yes, he is old. I know. I know. I know. Yes. Anyway, what were you gonna say? Oh, I don't even remember at this point. No idea. Um, I'm glad that I don't think we. I don't think we ever see Stromwell again. Um, so it's just gonna be Thorn all the way down, which is fine because like he's like a fun. He's like a fun villain. Yeah, he's fine. He's just like a big mobster who sucks, and there's nothing redeeming about him. He's just terrible. <sighs> yeah. Um. um. But I don't think I have that much about this episode. This is no. this is not a great one. No, it's just a bad episode. Um, what do we got next time? Next time we're watching. I've got Batman in my basement. I think that's a good episode, if I remember right. I don't know. It is not a beloved episode. In fact, oh. it is an episode that famously people don't like. But I don't know if that means it's going to be bad. I. Uh, it's like. It's like kind of. It's like goofy. And like it's it's like very much like ah this is a kids this is an episode for the kids in a way that this show often is not but I don't know it could be fine we'll see okay I'm 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 reading the quick synopsis I remember laughing at this episode a little bit you know yeah so you know we get the introduction of the penguin which will be interesting oh, we can right. talk about yeah. that we're rapidly coming up on we really need to watch Batman Returns but that'll be in a couple weeks yeah. so because um. this penguin is based entirely on that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess we can get out of here. Yeah, um, plugs. You can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You could find all my other podcasts at exportodd.io. For example, you could listen to, um, Hot Singles, a podcast where we review albums, or Bag End Book Club, uh, a podcast where we talk about, uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, the, um... First episode is out on the free feed when this goes up, so you can go check that out. Yeah, already. yeah, that's the thing. If you go to exportodd.io and you give us a dollar, you get access to most of the stuff a week early. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, exportodd.io slash bagend for um, you know the free feed if you don't want to give us a dollar, but you should give us a dollar. Come on. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You can find most of my podcasts at abnormalmapping.com. Our uh, episode on the Tokyo RPG Factory video games just came out. We had Dia on to talk about those. Uh, you can find that podcast at thebestgame.club. I think it's a pretty good episode. Uh, this podcast, of course, you can find at exportaud.io slash Batman. New episodes come out every Monday. If you're on the Patreon, they come out a week early. Uh, exportaud.io, just, you know, give us... Give a dollar. Give a dollar. Get the episodes early. Get all the podcasts early. It's great. That helps you keep up with Backend Book Club and everything. Yeah. If you're on the main feed, it'll come out, you know, a week later. Uh, tell your friends. We got a good slate of episodes here. Uh, you know, 
the comics talk I think is like turned out to be the thing. It's it's very funny, but uh, I don't hate it. I'm having a good time. <laughs> the comics talk has like driven our engagement up a huge amount. I don't have any sort of metric for that. I just people fucking love the comics talk, so I'm yeah. glad. <laughs> Someday I'll be done with Grant Morrison can read Batman I like again, and that'll be great. Yeah. Um, You know. Until next time, Batman, I guess. Batman.